Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. So Jesus and his disciples, Mark 10, had passed through Jericho on the way from Jerusalem. The feast of Passover, a loud, loud, large crowd joined them. Upon leaving the village, they met a blind beggar sitting on the side of the road named Tamai, the son of Tamai. And when he heard that Jesus from Nazareth was passing by, he began to shout, Stiltekerk. You're going to do better than that because there's only one, there's only, I don't want to say a rock because the rocks are in the free state, all respective living and I come from there. You know, Jesus said, you don't cry out, the rocks will shout out. I'm a rock, okay? Because I'm a chip off the old, not the, the old block, I'm a chip off the block. Jesus is the rock of ages, okay? So call me a rock, I'm fine with it, okay? So he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. In my affliction, heal me. Those in the crowd were indignant and scolded him and said, the age of miracles have passed away. No, the God of miracles have not passed away. Malachi 3 verse 6, God says, I'm the Lord God, I change not. Hebrews 13 verse 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. I don't care how big your problem, I do care, but it doesn't matter, your God is bigger. I don't care how severe your storm, your God is stronger. I don't care how dark your valley, God has got light for you to walk you through your valley. Listen to me this morning in the name of Jesus. So people tried to quieten him down with their wet blankets. You know, when the fire of the Holy Ghost comes upon somebody, there's always some older Christians with wet blankets to douse their enthusiasm. But not in this church. I was watching some of you over 60 year olds and that by the way is halfway. Bible says widows under 60. The younger widows under 60 must marry. So you're not 60 and old. You're 60 and young. That's when you need Seleucia, not 45. I don't know what they sell now, but you don't need nothing. Amen. You just stay young in your mind. But he kept on shouting with all his might. Son of David, have mercy on me now and heal me. He was desperate, tired of being in the same place. And Jesus stopped. Jesus listened and said, call him here. So they went to the blind man and said, have courage, get up. Jesus is calling you. I pray to God you hear this, that somebody eventually hears what God is saying to you. Have courage, get up. Jesus is calling you. Don't let the naysayers steal your faith. Don't let those doubters that always tell you about their bad experience rob you of your faith. You get up today, you have courage today and you make your way to Jesus. Listen, you be the one to press through the crowd. You be the woman with the issue of blood today. You better become desperate. You better become desperate. You better change the level of your praise and change the level of your worship and change the level of your faith and make your way to Jesus. There's a lot of people that will try and tell you that God doesn't care about you. But the fact is God cares. A lot of people says that God is not interested in helping you. I'll tell you God is interested. 
as he was with Bartimaeus. That's why he was on that dusty road on that day because he knew Bartimaeus was sitting there, desperate, trapped as a beggar, trapped in blindness, robbed of a future, robbed of all hope that he would ever see a different day, a better day again. I'll tell you this morning, my friend, God loves you. I'll tell you this morning, God cares about you. I tell you this morning that God knows what you are going through. I tell you this morning that God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, because God loves you and God cares about you. And God wants to get you out of your prison, out of your fire. He's not some historical God. He's not in a museum today. He's risen from the grave. He's alive. When you call upon the name of the Lord, He answers. He responds. Is there somebody that can lift your name, the name of Jesus today, and forget about the person next to you and just say, come on, Blue Day North. Somebody, I'm watching you on the screen in Bloemfontein North. Give the Lord a praise party in that place today. Come on. Somebody the other day said it's respectful that people stand up in church and shout. Well, you're going to get a surprise in heaven. And, and there's only a half an hour silence for people like you, if you make heaven, by the way. So he threw off his beggar's garment, jumped up, jumped up and made his way to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The man replied, my master, please let me see again. Jesus responded, your faith heals you. Go in peace with your sight restored. Our text this morning, quickly, I only have a couple of moments. Verse number 49, the Bible says, and Jesus stopped. That's a huge deal that you can pray and you have God's full attention, that God hears your prayer. That's why you can never act helpless and hopeless. You have to understand the power God gave you through the gift of prayer, that you can come to that throne of grace and you can pray to a living God who hears your prayer. You can approach God no matter where you are, no matter what you've done. You can say, Father, I come in Jesus' name and God stops. God pays attention. God hears your prayer. For the Bible says the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and His ears are attentive to their prayers. God hears you when you pray in your prison, in the lion's den, in the fiery furnace, when you call on the name of Jesus. I'll tell you, Jesus is going to stop and He's going to answer you and He's going to dispatch an angel and He's going to send deliverance and He's going to orchestrate a miracle. I'll tell you, good things are heading your way because your God is not dead. He's alive. In the name of Jesus, say Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus stopped and said, call Him Yah. See, when I read the Bible, I see my name in every scripture. I don't see Jesus talking to Bartimaeus. I see Jesus talking to me. Call him Yah. So they went to the blind man and said, have courage, get up. Jesus is calling you. I want to talk to somebody that feels down today. Somebody that's been knocked down by life, by maybe a mistake you've made. Somebody that's been trying again and again and again. But for years now, you've been sitting in the same place. You've not given up on your faith, but it's like discouragement wants to overwhelm you. Some of you walked in this place today, watching by way of television, and you said, God, I need a word. I feel like giving up. 
I still don't have a job. My child is still in rebellion. I'm still facing this challenging disease in my body. I want to ask you today, in the name of Jesus, don't give up. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on your faith. Don't give up on your future. I don't care how long the delay has been. I'll tell you that God is true. God is faithful. God is true. And you are sitting at the right road today. You are sitting at a place where you will hear the Word of God. And you are sitting in this place not by accident. You are sitting here because God wants your attention. And God wants you to know that He's a God that cares. He's a God that wants to get involved in your life. But you have to take courage. You have to get up and you have to make your way to Jesus. Stop sitting by the side of the road and jump up and get yourself into the presence of God and begin to cry out to God with a greater desperation. You see, my friend, this is not a religion. That's what they tried to make this. It's not a religion. This is a relationship with a living God. No matter how bad your situation, God is bigger than your situation and God will not abandon you. God will not forsake you. You may have been knocked down, but thank God you are not not knocked out. The fact that you are listening to me today means you are not done and God is not done with you. The work God began, God will finish and God will complete. Can you say amen? I'll tell you that Jesus Christ is yet to lift you up. He still is the glory and the lifter of your head. He still is the gift with a lift. He is the one that will pass you by and He will not leave you where you are. If you will get up, if you will take courage, and if you will call on the name of the Lord. For my Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. So Bartimaeus was as low as he could go. Think about it. Don't read your Bible religiously. He's a beggar. He's blind. I mean, he says to Jesus that I may see again. That says a lot, right? Because at one time he saw. It's like a businessman at one time he tasted success. Like somebody happily married at some time they tasted happiness. Like somebody perfectly healthy at some time they had health, but now they have disease eating away at their body. The Bible doesn't tell us how Bartimaeus got blind, but we knew he, we know he could see. Whether it was a mistake he made, something reckless, whether his parents did something, somebody else did, some disease. We don't know what caused him to be blind. But really the issue is not what caused the blindness. And the issue is never what knocks you to the ground. The issue is who will get you off of the ground. The issue is what will get you off of the ground. And I'll tell you what that person's name is. His name is J-E-S-U-S. He's the gift that will lift you up. Oh, come on. I promise you, if you praise up today, you're going to get up on the inside. And as your spirit rises on the inside, you are going to get up on the outside. Can you just stand on your feet, somebody, and give the Lord, or jump to your feet like Bartimaeus did, and give the Lord a great praise today. Come on. I mean, we deal with a lot of famous sportsmen that played in the team, then they lose the team. They've tasted the grapes. And now they're not in favor favor with the coach. You had a certain position in your job. And now you're out of favor. You got tenders from the previous dispensation. Now you're not in favor. Let's leave that there. Well, at least you made a lot of money in those five years. Did you have to say that, Pastor? Yes, because 
those people were never your source. God is your source. You have to get your, your, you have to get your eyes off what you think is your source and you have to get your eyes back on Jesus Christ because the Bible says He is the author and the finisher of your faith. Now God's going to take you higher, but you have to change your perspective. You have to change your outlook. You have to get your eyes off your blindness, off your lack of what was, what could have been, what should have been. And you have to get your eyes on what God says. You have to get your eyes back on a future. That's why my brother, when life knocks you to the ground, when hell knocks you to the ground, when you fall to the ground, you have two choices to make. You either stay down or you get up. You either give up or you get up. I decide by the name, the name of Jesus today that the Holy Ghost is gonna activate you, that you are gonna be sick and tired of being sick and tired and you are gonna get yourself off of the ground by the mighty power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit because when you change your perspective, something is gonna shift on the inside. Your focus is gonna shift on the inside and God Himself is gonna pick you up off of the ground and you are gonna run again. I said you are gonna run again. You are gonna see again. You are gonna build again. You are gonna dream again. You are gonna live again. You are gonna do greater things than you ever did. Listen, failure is not final and failure is not fatal with God unless you give up. When you get knocked to the ground, the most natural thing to do is to get back up again in Jesus' name. Watch a little toddler. When they start walking, they fall, but they get up again. They fall and they get up again. They fall and they get up again until they walk, until they run, until they compete in life. You be the same. You be that child that we spoke about last week. So really, it doesn't matter what got you on the ground because life can do that. Sometimes things happen. What causes that? Your fall, your failure, being down and out like Bartimaeus in a dusty road. In the natural, hopeless is really not the issue. But listen to me carefully this morning. The longer you sit, the more difficult to get back up again. And the longer you wait, the more difficult a comeback becomes. And a comeback is never easy. Somebody runs away from God, they have to fight with their guilt and their shame. So the comeback becomes more difficult. I'm telling you this morning, in the name of Jesus Christ, you have to make up your mind and you have to take courage. God's not abandoned you. That means you have to be strong because it's gonna take courage for you to get up in your current situation. You have to get up in that depression. You have to get up when you feel like giving up. You have to get up when you are being betrayed. You have to get up. That means courage, my dear friend. And why do you need that courage? Why do you need to get up? Because you need that to make your way to Jesus. I said you need that to make your way to Jesus. You cannot sit under that juniper tree like Elijah and quit on your destiny and your life. You have to get up. I said you have to get up. You have to get up, 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 stand up, stand up, stand up. Leister van Ogen, jy moet opstaan aan die binnenkant in Jesus' naam. Somebody said, um, Pastor, can you get an interpreter? There's no time when you speak in that other language. That's not a tongue, it's called Afrikaans. I know we have people from other African countries, but if you hear me say stand up, it really means get up. And you can feel in your heart what I'm saying, okay? Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. I daardie dood. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. I daardie graf. 
Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up and die in the presi. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up and die for a lion time. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up and die for a word of lung. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up and die for a lion. Stand up and die pain. Stand up, stand up. Stand up in Christus in Jesus' name. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells on the inside of you. Come on. His resurrection power is on the inside of you. And I'll tell you, the grave is not having the final say over your life. Blindness will not have the final say over your life. But if you will change your perspective and look unto God, and if you will take heart, take courage, and if you get up and make your way to Jesus, things are changing today in Jesus' name. If you believe it, give the Lord a praise. Come on. Come on, give Him a praise. Uh, some of you are tired already because you don't go to gym. <laughs> so my quads are working a bit today. It's like, and I just want to praise God down there now. No, mama, you can't praise God down there. <laughs> You've got to work them, them quads. You've got to work them. You've got to learn to praise God on your stilettos, man. You gotta learn to praise him. Not this laid back. I mean, Bartimaeus could have sat there and said, if the Lord wills. Like many religious people. Well, if God wanted me out of the dust, he'd get me out of the dust. Well, you think God wants you in the dust? You think God is glorified with you groveling in the dust? You think that's God's plan for you? Show me in the Bible. You can't. But everybody that Jesus helped had to make a decision to stay down or get up. And they had to make their way to Jesus Christ. We'll talk about it next week. Don't miss it. Don't just come to church every second Sunday and miss the message that God is trying to deposit in your heart. Don't do that. Be a God pursuer. Because we're dealing with your life and your future. Not a couch potato. So the issue is not what knocks you to the ground, but how to get off the ground. Psalm 24, 16, the Bible says, A righteous man may fall seven times, but he will rise again. Proverbs 37, 23, the Bible says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. When Peter began to sink, and he cried out to Jesus, walking in the storm by faith, and he said, Jesus, help me. What happened? Jesus immediately reached out his hand and he lifted him up and he helped him to walk. Listen, God's going to get you back on your feet. I'm going to say it again. God's going to get you back on your feet and you are going to walk again. No matter what you've been through, how bad the failure, how severe the loss. You can go talk to Job in heaven one day who in one day lost everything. In one day, everything he had was taken from him. His family, his business, his sons, his daughters, his servants, he lost everything in one day and he fell to the ground. He was knocked to the ground. Life was taken out of him. And his wife stood by the side, you know the story, and said, why do you hold fast to your integrity? Why don't you curse this God that you say is good and die? But the Bible says Job never did. He worshiped God. He shaved his head. He made a vow. 
in the most difficult time of his life when he was on the ground, he never gave up. He looked up and he worshiped up and God restored him. Listen, my beautiful brother and sister, the Lord your God will restore you. The Lord your God will not abandon you but you have to stop complaining and murmuring and you have to change your perspective as Bartimaeus did on that day. You have to choose not to give up. When David and his men returned to Ziklag 1 Samuel 30 after having done great exploits and there it was burned with fire. They lost their wives and their possessions. The Bible says they were in so much distress. Great strong men like you all. And they fell to the ground. And they wept. The Bible says that there was no strength left to weep. Weep. Some of you have been there. Some of you as men, I know you've wept by yourself. You, your wife doesn't know it because she was snoring in bed. But you sat in the lounge and you went and you wept. And you cried before God because you felt hopeless. I tell you, the Lord saw your tears. And the Lord will not forsake you. The Lord will not abandon you. Listen, my brother, you don't have to act all tough with God. You are a child of God. You go into God's presence. You throw yourself in the presence of God. God sees you. God hears you. And God will not abandon you. And there David's mighty men were on the ground. And they turned against him. They gave up. And then they wanted to kill him. David moved a little bit away, also still on the ground. Bible says he strengthened himself in the Lord and he got up and when he got up everybody else got up you see there's more at stake than just you sir husband you can't stay down you may feel like it you can't stay down you lost your job I know it's traumatic you've gone through severe depression I understand but please for the sake of your future generations don't do this Christian thing, by the way. You know, many strong men think it's, 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 it's weakness to show emotion. They, they, they can't even show emotion to their sons. They can't even show emotion to their wives. That's not a weakness. Your emotion is part of your humanity. You cannot act this macho man. And never show feeling and emotion to your wife and your children. That's not okay. It's not who you are. Then what about God? David, a man after the heart of God. A warrior and a worshiper. It's almost a contradiction. He kills Goliath. And the next moment he dances before the Ark of the Covenant. He's an absolute warrior. He's a lion, stout-hearted man. Nobody can intimidate him. But when it comes to his God, his God is everything to him. And I want to say this to strong men. You will not stay strong because you have a strong attitude, because you have a big bicep. Your strength comes from God and from God alone. You have to learn, to be honest, you have to learn to love the Lord your God with all your heart. You have to be like a Joshua who says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord God in the name of Jesus. Come on. Are there some men here this morning that will just stand on your feet and give the Lord a radical praise unashamed? Come on. Come on, brothers. I want to hear you praise the Lord this morning. Elijah prays down fire the next day. The persecution comes and he's ready to quit. And he goes, runs to a juniper tree and he says, enough, I want to die. God says, you're not dying. You're not done. 
Listen to me this morning. I know some of you have no clue what tomorrow will bring. But I'll tell you that God holds your tomorrow in the palm of His hand. I'll tell you that your future is secure. Stop worrying about tomorrow and take courage. I say take courage, take courage, take courage. Listen to me watching on television this morning. Some of you are sitting there crying in front of that television. Strong men, listen to me this morning. That's not shame. You're going to get out of that alcohol addiction. You're going to get out of that depression. You're going to get out of that pit. Listen, you take courage, my brother. God's not forgiven, for abandoned you. God's not written you off. Don't you cancel yourself. You get up today in your heart. You come back to Jesus Christ. You give yourself back to God. God will erase your past and He will give you a future. And I hope because He's a God who loves you. He's your Father. He's not about to abandon you. But you have to take courage. Don't be afraid of Him. There's nothing to fear. And make your way to the throne of grace. Get yourself into the presence of God. You have to change your perspective. You have to pray up. Some of you have neglected your prayer closet. I'm not criticizing you. I'm telling you. Sometimes people come and they say, Lord, hear my silent request. There's no such thing as a silent request. Jesus said about him, as after he shouted, what is it that you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may see again. What is it that you want God to do for you? You have to remind God. Go into your prayer closet. Pray. Pray up. Praise up. Don't be one of those arm folders in church. Some of you have been in this church and I love you with everything. You're my kind of a man, man. You're A-type personality. I get you. But it's okay every now and again, okay, to do more than this. It's okay every now and again to clap your hands. It's okay every now and again to put your hand higher than your shoulder. And to love on God, to love on God, it's okay. He doesn't make you a weak man. It's okay to be in love with God. Oh, come on. It's okay to love God. Come on, those men I'm talking to you. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to lose yourself in God's presence as David did. You have to worship up. And then you'll get up. You have to change your perspective. Sometimes the best prayers we pray are exactly when we're on the ground. That's when we turn up the volume. That's when the level of desperation changes. That's when we become more persistent in our prayers, hopefully. And we're not like the other people who also had needs and they never said a prayer. I mean, God's will wasn't just to heal or touch Bartimaeus. He would have touched anybody and everybody sitting on that dusty road. But there's one man that cried out and he's the one that got the attention of Jesus and you have to get this. God doesn't see you as part of a crowd. He sees you as an individual, as a son and your daughter. And listen, God will pass by a million and He will touch the one person that cries out in faith. You better get that in Jesus' name. So it's time to take courage to get up. Get up on the inside. Get up in your faith. Get up on your feet. Go look for that job again. Go make reconciliation. Do what you can. Get on your feet. Stop sitting. Get up. Get up in determination. Get up in your dream, in your vision, in your expectation. Get up. Get up and change what you have to change. You can by the power of the Holy Ghost, through the person of Jesus. By the anointing of the Spirit of God, you can get up. You don't have to sit in that prison any longer. 
You don't have to be behind those prison gates any longer and act all helpless. Jesus came to deliver you and to set you free. You heard Jesus was passing by and that changed everything. I'm sometimes, sometimes fearful and I don't like the word fear because I'm not full of fear, I'm full of love that we become familiar with God. And we don't come to church with expectation. It's just another Sunday. And if it's just another Sunday and we don't pay attention to the Word and to the working of the Holy Ghost, we may miss the very miracle that God plans for us on that day. So when he heard about Jesus, faith rose in his heart. That caused him to pray up. That caused him then to rise up to his feet. Listen, beautiful people watching on television. You're not helpless, you're not hopeless. I know you may be overwhelmed, and so were many people in the Bible, but they always ran into the presence of God and cried out on that name that is above every name. He loves you. He'll never abandon you. God bless you. Come on, give them a hand clap. Amen. So before I go to Johannesburg, listen, you have to make up your mind today, no matter how impossible things may seem, to take courage and to get up. You have to refuse to quit. You have to refuse to stay down. You must be the one. I said you must be the one that lifts up your voice with expectation, that calls on that name that is above every other name. So again, it doesn't matter what knocks you to the ground. Something you did, something somebody else did, a curveball life throws at you, doesn't matter. What matters is who will get you off the ground. And His name is still Jesus Christ, the glory and the lifter of your head. Come on, if you receive the Word of God this morning, stand to your feet and begin to praise Him. Come on, begin to praise Him, praise Him, just praise Him. Praise Him for His goodness, praise Him for His mercy, come on. Come on there in Bloemfontein, in Pretoria, in your prison, wherever you are, praise Him. Come on, you have to praise Him. You have to praise Him. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. Come on, lift your hands with me this morning. Just lift your hands with me. Change the mood, yeah. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you. Come on, the Almighty One is here to this morning. He's able. He's able. He's able. And He will not leave you at a place that he finds you this morning. He's able. He is God. He's a magnificent one. Father, we come before you, all Almighty, as hungry and desperate to see your move in our life. This morning we came together, Lord to worship you because of who you are. God, we want to say this morning, God, we still love you. You are God Almighty. 
And Lord, there is nothing compared to you. You are still the able one, Father. You are still the almighty. You are still the miracle worker. You are still the one that when we go through the valleys, you are always there. Lord, we know this morning that you will never abandon us, nor forsake us. Father, we want to love on you this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. While every eyes are closed and God is doing a deep work in your life. I want to make an altar for the following people. Yes, we come to church every single Sunday. Year after year. But this morning God is calling us to a higher level of commitment. I'm talking to those that are born again. God is calling you back to a higher level of commitment. Most of us, we've dedicated ourselves at the altar to serve in the church, to advance the kingdom of God, to be the servanthood in the church, to be the intercessors that God has called us to be, to be the men and women of God that will testify to the dying world there. But something has shifted in our hearts. Every now and then when God's eyes is moving to and from and is looking at the altar, He doesn't find those men and women of God that were at the altar. They've walked themselves out of the altar where God has called them. God is calling you back this morning. Because you see, the Bible says, Behold, the whole earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. But the glory of the Lord can only manifest when the men and women of God that have, that, that have committed themselves to a higher level say, God, I will testify. God, I will pray. Only then the glory of God will cover the entire world as the waters cover the sea. Most of us, we've walked away and we've crawled away from that altar. I'm calling you back this morning. God is calling you back this morning. Say, my daughter, I want to beg at the altar. I want to beg at the station. I want you back because I want you to serve, but you are not at the place where I wanted you to serve. You've walked away from my love that you promised 10 years ago, you, this is what you used to do. Five years ago, this is what you used to do. Now all of a sudden you've grown cold. You're not doing that any longer. How will they know until somebody else tests them? How will they know until somebody testified to them? God is calling you businessman, my sister, my brother. God is calling, God, God is calling you. You've dedicated your life at the altar. And now God is calling you this morning to a higher level of commitment. Because those who committed themselves, they've given up on hope on doing what God has called them to do. I want to tell you that's money that God Almighty, God is, is calling you back to the service station. He wants to restore you back to the power of, of dominion and power. That's where God is calling you. The another call I want to make this morning is the men and women of God that God wants you to surrender your life unto Him. Because you see, He says, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. A greater love, a greater purpose. He said in the beginning of time and He commanded them to multiply, to have dominion, to subdue, but most of us, we're not operating at that level that God had commanded us and commissioned us. 
but he can only do that when, when we raise our hands and we say, God, I want to come back. God, I want to, to restore me to the factory setting so that you can work in me, through me. Because you see, up until you can commit yourself to a higher level, up until you can become desperate and hungry for the things of God, God will do nothing with you. But this morning, if it's you, you are committed to see the manifestation of God's power. You will become a weapon of warfare for God. And when you become a weapon of warfare for God for the manifestation of His glory and you commit your life to the Lord this morning, say, Father, I surrender. I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. God is going to do something tremendous and super powerful that you've never seen in your life. But it take a step, it's take a man that will commit himself and say, God, I want you to use me. I want you to use me. And they will see your life will never be the same again. He said in Ezekiel, he says, I was, I was looking for a man that will stand for me in the gap. But I find no one. Because those who are supposed to be at the altar, they've crawled out of the altar, walk away from the altar. And God says, I find none. I find no one to stand for me in Pretoria. Maybe in the evening, in the morning, I don't know. But this call is for each and every one of us because most of us, we hide behind serving in the church. And it's like we committed only to serve, but witnessing is not what God has called me to do. God has called each and every one of us to a higher level of commitment. So if you're in one of those categories, you want to dedicate your life again to a higher dimension. And you want God to be seen through you so that His glory can manifest. I want you to raise your hands this morning in the name of Jesus Christ and say, God, I'm coming back. Restore me to the factory setting. If it is you this morning, say, God, I want to surrender my life to you. I want to experience this powerful God that the people are talking about. I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. I want you also to raise up your hand and say, God, I'm coming back in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, family. God is looking for you. Don't leave this place the same you came. Raise your hand this morning and say, Pastor Jack, please pray with me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, God will not ask us to do something that he himself has, ever, has never done. And God is not willing to do anything with somebody else that is not willing to follow him. So for the last time this morning, you want to dedicate your life to a higher level commitment. You want to surrender your life. Please, right there. Hold your hands somewhere there. And say, God, I'm coming back. I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know this life thing that we do? This life thing that we do? It's so real. We are not putting fear on people when every single Sunday we do an altar call. We're not putting fear on you. But this life thing that we do is so unpredictable. So unpredictable. The reason why 
we do this, it's because we want to, to make sure 110% that if not something happens and we have to check out of this world, you know where you're going. You know, I'm going to ask you to talk to somebody next to you now in a minute. Uh, I don't know if the family is here. You know, everybody were enjoying themselves on the 14th of, the, of Feb. Strong young man, 47 year old. A director in one of the government's uh, department. Wake up in the morning. The wife goes to work. Everybody goes to work. And the man never came back to the house the way he left. The man was stepped. A director. So when we do this altar call thing, it is not because we want to put fear on the people. But this is what God has commanded us to do. I'm not saying you're going to check out of this world. But we have to do this thing while it's still called day. Because we don't have the promises of tomorrow. Even in the afternoon, we don't know. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to speak to, to the people around you. And say, man, if you used to be an intercessor, you used to be in the church, this is what you used to be. You used to used to open up your home cell. Now all of a sudden you're somebody has to slate for the home cell. Please, please my brother can you, can you dedicate yourself back because God is in need. He's in need of that house. God is in need of that body. So I want you to talk to somebody next to you and call them back to the altar. Now, we're not going to sing but we want you to come. We want you to come. Most of us, we were there. Pastor Andre used to run a, a meeting early in the morning, half past four, making a room for the people that most of them are in the ministry now. But he availed himself because he know I have to be at the battle station. This is what I have to do every single morning. Even now, men in blue for things are still doing that. So I'm going to ask you for the last time before we pray. Don't stay back there. Don't stay back there. Don't stay back there. Don't stay back there. Don't do it to God. Because it says, I knock at the door of your heart. If you open up your heart, I will come in, I will sap you for you. I say, Kek extend by the dear and a clop as Iman may stem, Erken in the dear Uopmak, I will come in, I will sap with you. This is the God we're talking about in Jesus' mighty name. You want to fellowship with you in Jesus' mighty name. Family, I want you to put your hand on your heart and pray this prayer with me. Say, God, please forgive me. I believe with all my heart that you've died for me. You died on the cross and on the third day you rose again. I commit myself to a higher level of servanthood. Father, I know this morning that I'm born again. I'm saved and washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. From today, Lord, I will run for you. I will do everything for you. You are my Lord, my Savior. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Come on, amen. 
We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.